0: Hey guys, today I just really wanted to talk about just some ways to overcome failure. You know, failure is something that can stop you in your tracks, and it can stop the progress, one, of your leadership, uh, but also it can just kind of derail you from the, the path that God has for you. Now, it's not saying that failure is not in that path, but on how we work through failure, because it is easy to quit when we fail. That is nothing but the truth. It is easy to quit when we fail. And there's a reason why is because failure is this overwhelming feeling of shame, of guilt, and regret. However, we're gonna talk about just four things that can help you be able to move past that failure. Not not skip it. All right. That 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 I ain't got that for you today. That's literally impossible. <laughs> but it is to to move through failure with uh, with a path forward that yes there's going to be some bumps and bruises yes there are going to be some scars but you can continue to move forward through that failure so the first step in really just kind of it, it's not a sense of overcoming failure because it, it's going to happen um, and, and i don't want to give off a sense of you're never going to experience failure when i say overcome failure i, I guess i guess the best phrase I, i've heard before is just failing forward just when things don't go right or well, or when you make a mistake, you know, just fall forward, just lean forward and keep moving, versus falling back, and then you're on your back and then you just kind of stay there. So really, the four ways of just kind of failing forward to moving forward through failure. The first one really is just to accept it, just accept that you failed. Now, you know, the the biggest part of this is just humility, and that's just accepting and and being aware of yourself and knowing and uh, taking responsibility and accountability of, hey, this was on me. The, 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 there, there's no one else to blame for this but me. I, I did this. And one of the things with uh, accepting failure is it's hard because we don't want to admit when we mess up. We don't want to admit when we blow it. And I don't know about you, but I screw up a lot, so it is what it is. But the biggest thing to fail forward is to accept it and to acknowledge it. And to share it, you know, I read a book one time. Uh, a, a, it, it's a book from ministry, but it's, it's from a guy named Brian Dollar, and it's called "I Blew It." I read that book like nine, ten years ago when I first started in ministry, and it was a book that he shared just really all of his things that he's failed at. That's why it was called "I Blew It." <laughs> so he just shared a collection of failures in his book and what he learned from those failures. And for me, as I was reading that book, I was laughing a lot. I I enjoyed it because some of the stories are are just so unbelievable that it's hard to really understand how did those decisions get made knowing that that could have been a bad decision. But what I love about his book, again, even though I read it 10 years ago, I still remember it because it was a book of a guy saying, hey, not just saying, hey, I've screwed up, but sharing time after time after time in his book, like every detail of the story, to where he made a mistake and it was costly, and he shared that. Then he also shared the lessons that he learned from it. So, what, like one of the uh, w- one of the stories that he shared in in the uh, in the book, I blew it was about. And again, I remember these stories. That's how good it was. Again, it just it, that's why it's so important for us to accept it, so that we can be able to share it to others. So, one of the stories that he shared in his book was that his church was doing a big Easter event, and he was in the AV booth. Uh, kind of in the room where they're they're showing the service and there was and close to the room, I believe there were some props and some costumes from some kids event that they were doing to where they would have characters and, you know, characters were acting with the kids. So there was just a collection of those props and costumes uh, close by the A.V. booth. Uh, to where they could still kind of view the service and see where the pastor is. Now, this uh, now Brian, in the book, he shares that he was supposed to make an announcement uh, during Easter service. And so he's still in the A.V. booth, and he's by the costumes. And so he's joking around, and he puts on like this little hat, this little cop hat. Uh, it's one of those cop hats from way back in the day, where it's like a little kind of circular hat that sits on the top of your head. you know, it looks kind of funny, it's very silly, so he's in the AV booth hanging out, making jokes, playing around with the costumes, he's got the little hat on, you know, having a great time, and it gets close to the time for him to make an announcement during the Easter service, so the service is getting close to an end, he gets in position, he goes up on stage to make the announcement during Easter Sunday, come on somebody, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and as he is making the announcement on stage during Easter Sunday, he's sharing that he's seeing the, the faces of the congregation, and, and the faces of the people in the room, is they don't seem quite focused on what he's saying, uh, but they, they seem... Kind of amused and confused. What's going on? And so as he's talking to the congregation, you know, he's you know, he's he's looking at the crowd and kind of getting a sense of like something's wrong here. And as he's saying, he's talking to the crowd, he's making this announcement. He looks up from his his eyes. He he moves his eyes to look up to the screen, the projector screen that was showing him on stage. And then he saw that he was still wearing the hat. (laughs) He was still wearing the hat uh, from the kids' event on stage during Easter Sunday while making an announcement to the congregation. Yeah. So then he shares how he finished the announcement, got off stage, and then his pastor came to him uh, right afterward, and they had a discussion about that. Uh, But for me, I, I think I never forgot reading that story. And again, that was like 10 years ago, but it was so powerful because he failed. Like, that is a huge mess up. Like, that is something where you're joking around and unfortunately just made a bad decision. Uh, That that was very distracting, Uh, but with that, he accepted it. He accepted, hey, I did this. This was on me, and then he shared it for others to learn, which I learned a lot from that. I learned that there's a time to have fun and play, but there's also a time to uh, to ensure that I'm creating boundaries so that I can have focus and get the things I need to get done and be prepared as best that I can. So, for me, you know, with really accepting failure, I'll never forget there was a time to where I was uh, teaching a leader how to lead a game, you know, with the kids. Now, I know it's very simple, but there there's a reason why I wanted to share this specific instance. So, I'm in the room and I'm helping a volunteer lead a game with a group of like, it was like 50, 60 elementary kids are all in a room and we're about to play games. So I talked, talked about the game, said, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you're going to do it. Kind of, kind of did it and showed showed the volunteer. So the night comes, uh, all the kids are there, 50, 60 kids, you know, they're all hot. You know, it's Wednesday night. So they're like super excited, you know, probably been in school all day. They're ready to let go. So, the, the volunteer is leading the game, and uh, he actually in, he introduces the game. Hey, guys, here's what we're about to do. This is the game. And I'm going, all right, good, good. I'm in the back of the room. All right, this is great. Cool, nice. And then he says the phrase, uh, all right, everybody stand up and run in the back to the corner. And for me, I know that kids are very literal. So it was a very clear moment for me to go, oh my gosh. So like with kids, if you ever worked with kids, you know that if you tell them, hey, slap your neighbor, some of them will actually do that, (laughs) right? But if we tell our adults, well, now some, some may, all right? But most adults know you are obviously joking. Don't slap your neighbor. But unfortunately, I did not run that through him with kids. And so when he said, all right, kids, everybody stand up and run in the corner. All the the only thing I saw was fifty to sixty kids stand out of their chair and literally bolt to the corner, running and screaming. And the only thing that I can kind of let me see if there's a the only way I can explain what happened next, it was like it was like a car crash with like. It, it, with with like a zoo, you know, it, it was like Jumanji, you know, with all the, the the animals running around in the in the street, and then the cars are like crashing on the animals and they're crashing each other, and then the animals are hitting other animals, and so all you see is just these kids mangled in a corner, like legs sticking up, they're screaming, crying. I remember very specifically a girl was like, "Oh my leg!" You know, it's, it was it was a nightmare. <laughs> It was awful. so you know, we run over there and we're just pulling kids out of this pile and they're all screaming and crying. yeah it was awful. Uh, but all that to say is, even though again, you may not work with kids and the goal isn't for uh, for the goal isn't to share this specific for kids leaders, but it's specific in that the direction I gave and the leadership I gave was unclear, so much so others got hurt. And so much so it was very distracting, and it was a poor, um, it was a poor performance. Really, just for the night, you know, we we really didn't quite recover after that. That's hard to recover from, you know, that night. So that night it was still like, oh, you know, what are we saying on stage? Uh, so all that to say is, you know, I I, I accept that. I accepted that failure, and, and we talked about it and said, hey, man, I, I I did not do a great job in prepping you for this, and that was on me. So accept the failure. Just name it and move on from it. The The really second part of this in regards to just moving forward, uh, failing forward, is just evaluate where you are. You know, after you fail, just evaluate. Like, what happened? Break it down. Uh, there's a four-step process that I, I use every week uh, with my team. I, I think it's from, I'm sure Michael Hyatt got it from somebody else, but I, it's from Michael Hyatt as far as I know. Um, but it may be from somebody else, but it's called the kiss method. Um, so every time after an event or after uh, something that we do very uh, weekly with my team, we just ask four questions, the kiss method. What do we need to keep? What do we need to improve? What do we need to start? and what do we need to stop? So even after a situation of, of failing, you know, it's not so much specific to an event, but just kind of things in life like, what do I need to keep in regards to my routines or my patterns from this failure? Uh, what, what do I need to improve? What do I need to start doing? Or what do I need to stop doing? Because you know, every time I do this, or more than um, oftentimes when I do this, it, it's, it's running in the way of the result that I want. So because of that, I need to stop doing this. So you can still use that kiss method. Not um, you know you can use that with events or with meetings with your team, but you could also use that personally when you fail. So that way it can help you fail forward because we want to improve. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. I'm going to fail. It's going to happen. But the difference between a leader and somebody who can just become critical is how can I improve. Through this failure? How can I improve despite this failure? What can I learn from this? God, what are you teaching me through this? Those types of questions can help equip us so that actually uh, it can in- increase our capacity so that we can become better prepared. So there's nothing wrong with failure if we move forward. So, but in order to move forward again, you need to evaluate where you are. And again, the KISS method is a great. Uh, um, really method to do that again i didn't make it or create it but it's something that i use quite often so the third part of failing forward i wrote down is just honestly just dream and pray about where you want to go just dream and pray about it so we fail we accept it we evaluate it what happened what happened and the next step really is just to dream just to dream and pray what where do i need to go next where do i want to be because if I'm stuck or if I've failed, there's still an opportunity. There's still hope. There's still uh, some effectiveness on the other side. There's still results that I can help people or I can serve people, that I can accomplish these goals or do the things that I'm called to do and be who I want to be. It, it's still on the other side of failure, but I sometimes it's hard to see it. So when it is hard to see because of that failure, again, the great thing you can do is dream um, and pray. Just ask God for a vision. God, I I thought this was going to happen, but I actually ended up doing this over here. <laughs> and so you got to just realign and that's okay. It's okay to, to take an eraser and kind of, you know, get rid of some things that we had and, uh, and just replan and revisit to another action step. So, Dream and pray about where you want to be. So then after that, which is the final thing in regards to moving forward from failure, again, I'll just recap. You want to accept it. Accept that you failed. It's okay. You're going to fail. I'm going to fail. But failure isn't final. And honestly, there's really not much growth when everything goes great. You're not really growing. There's no stretching. There's really no opportunity because everything's great everything's fine. Um, so uh, accept it. Then the next one is evaluate it. And then from evaluating, you want to dream and pray, uh, dream for a vision, um, ask God for that and then move forward. And then really the last part of that in regards to failing forward is just do the next right thing. You know, I heard this from uh, Dr. Cutchins. He says this a lot, Dr. Stephen Cutchins. He says, just do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. You don't need to know everything. But just do the next right thing. So for you, if if you're failing and you want to fail forward, again, maybe the next right thing is just to start one new habit. Maybe it's just to start brushing your teeth, <laughs> you know, or maybe it's to, maybe it's just to drink more water. Maybe it's to journal. Maybe it's to start evaluating uh, after you fail. Maybe it's to start, Maybe it's to start that kiss method uh, when when you make a mistake, or maybe it's to eliminate a distraction. Maybe the next right thing for you is just to revisit your goals. Maybe you need to start over. Lastly, maybe the next right thing is just to rethink your motivations. You know, after you fail at something, you go, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to achieve this? What's my why? And so now I ask you the question, what's your why? Whenever you get stuck or whenever you fail, continue to rethink those motivations of, why do i want to do this why am i going to try this again why am i going to do the kiss method to evaluate why am i going to ask god for a vision and pray through this and with that why with answering that why it's going to hopefully give you some very clear answers on on on, on, on it's got to be internal um, intrinsic <laughs> motivation to move forward because if it's extrinsic if it's everything uh, you know if it's for somebody else, if it's for your spouse, or for your co-workers, or for your kids, or for somebody else, then it's really not going to last long, you know, but if it's for the Lord, um, you know, that that's always, that's always good, um, but then also another option is to just have it intrinsically, so you can know for yourself, why do you want to keep moving forward, because you're going to fail, and again, I'm not trying to be morbid, I think that there is an opportunity, despite failure. Through the failure, you can still learn and grow. So all that to say again is, for me, I really wanted to to talk through this because it's easy to feel stuck, and it's easy to feel like a failure sometimes. You know, when social media doesn't help, <laughs> the things we see online don't help, the things we even see in person, it, it doesn't help with that we begin to get into the comparison game and start seeing that people maybe our age or even younger than us are, f- are further along than us. They have more money than us or they seem more happy than us. They seem to have a better relationship with their family than us. They seem to have more material things than us. But playing the comparison game is, very, is a very um, accelerated way to feel like a failure. And even though... You like, even though, let's say there's something that you have done that you have failed at. So like me, when I flunked out of college in 2007, 2008, that was nobody else's fault. That was on me. And it wasn't even me comparing to anybody or anything. It it was what it was. You know, hey, James, you're on academic probation. Here's your GPA, 1.7 or something. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And I failed at that. But there, there was no, there, I was the cause of that. So after I failed at that, I evaluated what am I doing? And I evaluated the consequences of that failure. That I still had a student loan to pay for. My mother also had my student loan to pay for even though I've flunked out of college, she was still paying for my student loan. Like that for me hurt because that was a very realization that my choices have caused me to fail. But it's also having negative consequences on other people. So from there came the prayer uh, and the God, I, help me with a vision because what I'm doing is not working. And then it was to just do the next right thing, which for me was to just get involved in church and start uh, and just get a job, go to community college, <laughs> just gotta restart uh, afresh. And so I could. So my heart again is to just encourage you. You can restart. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's never too late. It is never too late. So all that to say um, is that you can fail forward is possible. When you accept it, after you accept it, evaluate where you are, uh, dream and pray, and then just do the next right thing. But with that said, I hope that you uh, do those things, and I hope that you fail forward. Uh, If you have any thoughts on that, or if you just need um, some advice, uh, yeah, just send me an email, james at slantmethod.com. Um, But I also do coaching, leadership coaching specifically. So if you're trying to increase your capacity as a leader, uh, then connect with me. Again, just send me an email, james at slantmethod.com. But other than that, I hope that you make the decisions you need to make the slant so that you can win at work and at home. Thanks.